in the morning and i'm talking to someone about ukraine during lunch and i'm talking to people from mozambique in the evening i'm uh, talking about issues in palestine it's overwhelming in a good way and uh, it it really opens your mind up to the possibilities of the things you can do the things you must do uh, in this world that's rohit he's a global voices contributor who is currently doing his phd from jawaharlal nehru university in india last december in colombo sri lanka in a small hotel game room with decent acoustics and with a tropical storm brewing outside rohit and 10 others from around the world gathered in a room to talk about international friendship cross-cultural collaboration and the value of community i am rohit from india Kani from Taiwan. This is Murad from Palestine. I'm Emma from Jamaica. I'm Vishal from India. Vijay, I'm from Bangladesh. I'm Ifan from Taiwan. I am Pantha from Bangladesh. Um, I'm Tansin from Myanmar. My name is Ishan. I'm from Kashmir. They were among the hundred authors, translators, and editors from 60 countries who had gathered at Mount Lavinia Hotel for the Global Voices Summit to discuss the future of media, community. and the organization itself. What's Global Voices? It's an international network of passionate people who keep tabs on the online conversations happening in their regions. Over 1,400 mostly volunteer contributors cover stories from 167 countries and translate them into more than 35 languages. Together, we've been building bridges of understanding, as we like to call them through our digital reporting since 2005. And what's this? Well, you're listening to Into the Deep, the Global Voices podcast where we dig deep into one topic that isn't getting the media coverage it deserves. And in this podcast, we are going to be giving you a glimpse at the latest Global Voices Summit. I'm Sahar, and up until recently, I was the managing editor at Global Voices. I live between San Francisco, California, and Pakistan. And I'm Lauren, news editor at Global Voices. I live in Bilbao, Spain, but I'm currently traveling in Bogota, Colombia. As GVers, we're always on the go or in between places. But back to Sri Lanka, where a cyclone was whipping up wind, rain, and gray outside that game room's window. My name is Bijoy, I'm from Bangladesh. My best memory in this summit is uh, that from Chile, I was uh, I have lots of hair in my head. <laughs> But now I lost many. <laughs> But still all the people of Chile remember me. In the summit I feel that I have a family in my home and there is another family somewhere else. It is GV family. At the airport when I met Bijoy and I was like, "Hi, I'm Tenzin from Myanmar." And he was like, "Oh, I, I know who you are." But I was like, "But we haven't met yet." <laughs> so the whole summit is about recognizing people and say, "Oh, I think I've translated your article and it was very inspiring." The heavy South Asia representation in the room had less to do with our location and more to do with chance. The Global Voices contributors there had signed up for a podcast workshop at our community meeting, but instead, Sahar and I surprised them with a live recording session. This episode is produced from the conversations that resulted, after their shock wore off at least. 
At the meetings, we talked about the issues and values that bind us together as a passionate, active, and supportive community. And we tried to make sense of how to make our cross-border teamwork sustainable in today's rapidly changing and competitive media ecosystem. Besides our day-to-day online collaborations, we've been holding in-person summits every two or three years since 2005. We've held seven summits so far, always in different countries, and they usually start with a few days dedicated exclusively to community time. Then for the last two days, we co-host with a local media partner a public conference that discusses topics such as digital rights, freedom of expression, journalism and storytelling, and language activism. For many of our first-time summiteers, the experience was particularly eye-opening to be able to put a face to names you've only ever seen written in emails or on published posts. When I found out there is a summit, actually a summit to gather every person, they only learn their names on the internet and I can finally meet them in person, I was just thrilled. That's Connie, a translator from Taiwan. And as you might be able to tell, this was her first Global Voices Summit. All Global Voices contributors can apply to join our summits, which are held every two to three years. Summiteers are selected based on their participation in Global Voices, whether with the newsroom, our translation project called Lingua, our advocacy wing known as Advox, our outreach wing called Rising Voices, and other ongoing projects in the organization, like the research initiative called Newsframes. I'm doing a translation from French to Chinese also, so I'm pretty excited to meet the French writers. Like, uh, so far I've met Suzanne, who is actually my secret summoner, it was, wow, <laughs> that's just great. And uh, Abdullah and also Lova, and he was talking to some other people and I was saying hi to him, and he introduced me to the other person he was talking to, and he said, this is Connie, and we have so many things in common. I was so happy about that, and it's just so great to meet them. I, I mean, I translate their articles a lot, and I finally meet them. It's just really wonderful. I'm Rohit from India. This is my first GV summit, and I've been writing for close to a year now. So my experience with GV has been that uh, I had the story in my mind, and. Uh, I was exploring a lot of issues around internet and uh, digital identity, those sort of issues. And I happened to come across this book written by Rebecca McKinnon. Uh, quite coincidentally, in the same week, I had attended an internet policy workshop in Delhi where I met the South Asia editor, Rizwan. And that's how I came to know more about GV and I decided to write. And even after my first post, I was really excited to find that a lot of the national media in India had picked up my post and were reposting it quite frequently. So that kind of motivated me to write more. And something that I have learned from GV is that um, when I write each of the posts and I get the comments back from the editor, uh, there's this uh, idea that this has to be read by a global audience. So I realized how much of my viewpoint is shaped by the nation state of India and that I need to work a lot more to reach out to a larger audience and how much of my worldview it has to expand. I'm Emma from Jamaica. I also sometimes feel a little bit isolated. When I'm writing a post, I sometimes feel, oh, nobody's going to really 
get this you know what i mean but somehow at this at the summit it's sort of all come together and i feel it's not i know we use the word community a lot but it's not quite that but it's more almost like family it's i i almost feel that i've known a lot of people you know for a long time somehow and i'm wondering how that is but i think it's our mutual um it's the passion that we all have and i think that's that's something that really surprised me that's why i got emotional a couple of times you don't realize until you're all together say in a room or something you think oh my goodness these people i feel so much admiration for the other writers as well especially the ones who are going through trials that was emma she was talking about the many threatened bloggers writers and activists who risk arrest and harassment or have already been arrested or harassed to tell their community stories. We are currently in the process of revamping our collaborative mapping project called Threatened Voices, which aims to build a database of bloggers who have been threatened, arrested, or killed for speaking out online. Sameteers so got to get a sneak peek and test the database out. This is Murad from Palestine. This is my first summit. I've been working on a project uh, called Threatened Voices. When we showed our project on this summit and we got the, the really great feedback, I feel like I did something really, really great. I'm Vishal from India. I've gone through almost every profile on TV. I read a lot of stories on TV because perspective about different countries, politics, culture and all that I get on TV, I don't get it elsewhere. I mean, I work for AFP and we cover a lot of mainstream news that an international audience would want, but when I look at TV and the kind of stories we are covering again for an international audience, they go they both go parallel. So when I sort of write for both of them, I'm walking on two different tracks trying to understand and what works for the general public outside and what works for corporates so it's a very interesting thing and then after coming here and i've heard you guys on podcast i've read other people on like their stories and stuff so uh, kind of getting to know everyone it's the feeling is inexplicable i deal with anxiety issues so coming here and everyone's so sweet to each other and then they're willing to collaborate work on different issues and stuff it makes me confident my name is ishan i'm from kashmir since i've been here i feel very happy that i feel inspired basically that so there's so much love and passion towards writing through a diverse group of people who have come here and who dedicate their time to take out the stories from their community and write it and the meeting provided fertile ground for even more collaboration i really feel the meanings of diversity here i mean every single day we have all these languages exchanging thoughts ideas and experience and stories i mean there are so many things that i haven't expected to hear like for example we have a discussion over the nepali language sanji he shared really a lot about the cultural cultural about nepal and There's, these are some things that I haven't really understand before, and I, I was um, pretty amazed by how he dedicated himself to 
the issue he cares so much about. And I really kind of find something that I want to engage in. So I was actually talking to him that I have some similar stories in Taiwan. And then I, maybe I could do some uh, research after maybe after the summit. And I will share with him my, my experience in our government's um, force or something like that. So that actually gives me an opportunity to contribute. And I think it's very good. I think yesterday evening when we did our climate change workshop was quite an experience for me because somehow I felt that it kind of made the world seem smaller and we were all coming together, um, pe uh, people from, there were quite a few Europeans and one or two Africans I think and we all kind of saw the connections and understood what each country was going through and kind of were processing each other's stories and it's just typical of the whole experience that I've had all the way through the summit. The world has somehow kind of shrunk in a way. We were all out there scattered around the globe and now I suddenly realize that we're actually very close-knit. We connect in different ways on different issues but we we kind of pick up each other's um, stories and sort of internalize them. Our stories are their stories, but my story is everybody else's story in a, in a different version. And so I, I find that very kind of a profound experience. Let's pause here and explain how we put this podcast together. I'm currently in my laundry room recording. <laughs> Consistent with GV's culture of experimentation and learning, Lauren and I have been producing this podcast over the last three years by learning on the go. When we started, neither of us knew how to record or edit audio. I had experience with scripting and editing video, but podcasts are different. We experimented with formats that would be easy to produce and formats that are a little harder to produce, but settled on the latter because GV work is often a labor of love. We usually produce this podcast by recording one to three hours of conversations over a streaming tool and then listen to it again and again until a clear story emerges. Then we use sound bites from our recording and build a script around it. This is how we produce this episode. We have been editing this podcast on Audacity and we taught ourselves how to use that software through some YouTube tutorials and tutorials from transome.org. We've had varying success with makeshift recording boots. I'm currently recording in my laundry room. We've tried closets, recording in big brown boxes, and under blankets. It's been fun and funny. And to record this audio in our makeshift recording rooms, we use a CAD GXL 2400 USB mic with the Dragon Pad Pop filter. Back to Colombo. Global Voices is rather unique in the world, which can be wonderful as a participant but can also make it difficult to explain it to the outside world. We asked our summiteers how they explained to family members why they were flying off to Sri Lanka. talk a lot about Global Voices back home and I've introduced a lot of friends and all my social media contacts. I hope they all know about Global Voices now and how wonderful it is. But still, when I said I was going off to the summit, they all sort of said, oh, but, but um, you know, what are you going to do, you know, um, because they, they think it's just a website that you um, 
you you send stories to and you post on um, and they don't understand that it's a lot more than that and so I try to explain well you know it's it's people all over the world who have something who have you know this activism in common and this this love of writing and and telling stories um, but it was a bit difficult to explain because people seem to think that well why did you need to get together because you know you're just writing for a website which I do I do write for one or two other websites but it's completely different you know so it was hard to explain yeah Rohit from India in my case uh, I didn't really have to explain to my wife because before sending it to the global voices editors she edits it herself because she is very particular that i have to write it for a global audience and not just for people in india so in that sense she takes active interest in what i read and write and she herself reads global voices a lot so but for my uh, i guess my parents my uh, in-laws and everyone and uh, i don't think they quite understand what global voices is i try to explain because uh, my father is works for the state television media and so and my mother is a writer translator herself so they get it kind of so i try to explain to them that this is uh, um like it covers the entire globe it's not just when we say globe it's not just us and uk it's the actual globe i mean we are global voices like we have to listen to the voices in the globe no matter it is loud or it's silent voice so they kind of understand what i'm doing right now is like we're sharing uh things that are quite familiar for the taiwanese people or the mandarin speaking people but they don't know how we are working so i ex- explain them a lot about these um kind of working process for ifan a veteran summiteer and gb translator since 2007 who's from taiwan It took a family trip to Latin America for them to finally understand that this global voices thing was more than just an online hobby. So at first I think my family uh considered uh my work in global voices is more like my hobby for justice. Uh but last year uh we traveled to Latin America and uh, we went to Peru and uh, Chile and we have um, I mean I have some friends from global voices. So after that my family's impression of global voices uh I can have a lot of friends <laughs> in many many countries. <laughs> Lauren, what was the highlight of the summit community meeting for you? For me, it was that every now and then I'd look around the room and it would just hit me. You're standing with people representing a third of the world's countries. That doesn't exactly happen every day, does it? It was like a United Nations meeting but less politics and bureaucracy and more dancing. And you Sahar? For me personally, one of the most beautiful things to witness was the real life friendship between Rohit and Vishal from India and Ishan from Kashmir. All three joined us for this podcast recording and it was so good to see them moving from beyond the polarized reality of their country and frankly speaking and supporting each other. I'm Vishal from India. So when I started writing for GV that was the same point of time when I started writing for the 
like international news agency so from the beginning i could compare the sort of news coverage like um, there we would filter out a lot of news oh this is not important that's not important stuff like that with gv it was all about heart okay i believe in this issue so i will write about it understanding perspective so i come from india i mean and kashmir is a disputed land and i think um, trying to like understand the issue and talk to kashmiris and stuff uh, that doesn't happen what happens with mainstream media is they have a different narrative when you talk about kashmir so talking to locals understanding the political issues why is this such a big issue human rights violations and stuff those are the kind of stuff that i want to write about and i do write it for gv and it it makes me happy i mean like even if i'm working and i'm i'm doing different kind of stories for both the platforms at the end of the day i come back to gv and i write what i want to write and nobody tells me what not to write here like it's a fair game dishan i'm from kashmir for me gv is like a counter current which counters all the mainstream narrative so basically that's what it means to me countering the mainstream narrative so we have this organization called kashmir dispatch it started in 2010 and uh, it's all people like four or five people who contribute who work in mainstream media and contribute towards that website their time and money and uh, try to counter the same mainstream media so it's based in kashmir it started in 2010 Uh, it has been through ups and downs uh, so much government pressure and we're trying to you know keep it float so it's it's because you know both sides of the story so when you work in the mainstream media you understand what's going on how are the government trying to shape the narrative and at the same time you know the other side as well on the ground what's happening so it's it gives you an overall perspective of the story and then you use the same money by the corporate to counter the corporate so that's really interesting for me rohit from india one of my favorite memories so far is on the first day a lot of us were sitting around a table after dinner late into the night i don't think it was deliberate but uh, i i realized that we were people from <laughs> i mean it's a cliche but india pakistan and kashmir sitting down talking about kashmir without throwing rocks at each other but but it really doesn't happen right in the, in the real world the, the conversations around it is so polarized and angry The, the discourse there was about we were just sitting there and we were just we were just talking like normal people i got lost in that moment for a while and i, I was just thinking how is this happening why can't this happen uh, when i go back home like if i go back to my university i mean i study in a university which itself is quite controversial these days in india so there if i mention this word uh, and uh, issues around kashmir uh, there will be a lot of people who will be angry the mainstream media will go berserk so it, it, that for me was a very crucial moment and that's a wrap of this episode and a goodbye from me this is the last gv podcast i'll be producing making these podcasts has been inspiring and often an emotional journey so thank you to all the global voices authors translators and editors who made them possible Your honest candor, reflection and stories makes this world a more connected place. A big thank you to all of you out there. If you like what you heard, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. In this episode, we featured Creative Commons licensed music from the Free Music Archive, including Rite of Passage, Quasi Motion and Tecopia by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks for coming along with us into the deep.